Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Timothy. Today is episode 675, and we're looking at 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 to 16. Read our passage. I write these things to you, hoping to come to you soon. But if I should be delayed, I have written so that you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. And most certainly the mystery of godliness is great. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. This is Paul's letter to Timothy. Paul's in Philippi, and he has left Timothy in Ephesus to deal with some issues specifically the false teachers. They're caught up in some kind of misunderstanding of the Old Testament. He says they're caught up in speculation with these myths and endless genealogies. It seems that they're just finding names and genealogies in the Old Testament and making up stories about them. And that this is dangerous, leading people away from Christ. So he talked about the foundation of their teaching, which is the gospel. He started talking about organization of the church, specifically overseers and deacons. Now here in verse 14, he makes this comment that he hopes to come and visit them. He says, I write these things to you, hoping to come to you soon, but if I should be delayed... So his intention apparently is to come to Ephesus to help Timothy deal with some of this stuff. And he says, that's my intention. But if I can't get there like I want to, I wanted to give you this information. He says, I write these things. Now, is this referring to the entire letter? The things he just mentioned about overseers and deacons? I think it's more the whole letter. Because he says, if I should be delayed, I have written so that you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household. So that would include the section he's just talked about with organization with respect to overseers and deacons. But it's going to continue the line of thought he's going to keep up for the rest of the letter as far as how people need to conduct themselves in God's household. So he's using household language here. Every household has its own rules for the house. You teach your children how they're supposed to conduct themselves. It's particularly how they're supposed to conduct themselves as part of your household. And that's the language Paul's using here is that the church is God's household. And there's acceptable standards of behavior. And along with that, acceptable standards of faith and teaching. So conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. So he specifically says this is God's household. I'm talking about the church, the church of the living God. And then he says it's the pillar and foundation of the truth. Well, pillar and foundations, architectural terms, and that would be the, the basis of what holds the building up. And so how is the church the pillar and foundation of the truth? Isn't the word of God the foundation of the truth? Well, yeah, but who's got the word of God? The church. 
And it's up to the church to make sure that the Word of God is properly taught, properly spread, properly cared for, and properly used to combat the false teaching. Remember, the whole point in what he's assigned Timothy to do is to combat these false teachers, combat the heresy and the false teaching. So that's the purpose of his letter, is to help Timothy deal with the false teaching. Number 16 is what they call a Christ hymn. It's uh, probably something that is, is known by a lot of people and is a common saying. He says, And most certainly the mystery of godliness is great. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. So let's, um, let's look at the various pieces of this. So he begins with, and most certainly. This is, a, this is a certain thing here. He's not just guessing. The mystery of godliness is great. So mystery, we also seen him refer a lot of times to things like the mystery of the faith, the mystery of the gospel. Here he refers to the mystery of godliness. Mystery being something that has been unknown, but now has been revealed. And all this is about Christ. He doesn't mention Christ in this hymn, but he was manifested in the flesh. Well, this is Christ came to earth in the flesh as a human vindicated in the spirit and there's some disagreement some translations say vindicated by the spirit and there's debate over whether this should be christ in his spirit was vindicated or he was vindicated by the holy spirit i think it's best understood as vindicated in the spirit because it's right in contrast with the flesh he came in the flesh died in the flesh, but was vindicated in the spirit in, in that he was resurrected from the dead, which the resurrection is the proof of who he really is. A lot of people have made a lot of crazy claims and then died, but nobody has made a lot of crazy claims and then rose from the dead to prove their crazy claims really weren't that crazy. They were really true. And so that's how Christ was vindicated in the spirit as he rose from the dead. Seen by angels. And each one of these statements, there's debate about it. Uh, I think it's best to just take us simply referring to the, the Easter morning when Jesus rose from the dead and the angels were there, seen by angels. Some say it's no, he went into the uh, spirit world to proclaim victory over them. I can't really say exactly what that means there. Preached among the nations. The nations, referring to the Gentiles, that the gospel has gone out and been preached to all the nations and believed on in the world. This is a parallel statement there. Not only has the gospel been preached, but the gospel has been believed and taken up in glory. I believe this is referring to his ascension to heaven maybe referring to the end times where Christ will return in glory. Uh, but I think it's because it's past tense, it's just referring to his ascension to heaven. The focus is on the gospel here. It's, this is the essence of the gospel. Christ came as a, a person and died in the flesh, was raised from the dead, and was seen 
and the gospel has now been preached and believed. Remember, the gospel is the standard of truth to be taught in opposition to the false teachers. I want to go back and look at this idea of godliness for a minute, because he uses her the term, the mystery of godliness. Godliness is a theme in this letter. The, the word godliness only appears 15 times in the New Testament. Eight of those are in 1 Timothy. So over half of the usage of godliness in the New Testament is in 1 Timothy. And it's not that long of a letter. Two of them are in 2 Timothy and Titus. So in the two letters to Timothy and Titus, that's eight of the 15 uses of godliness. One's in Acts and four in 2 Peter. So Paul uses it a lot. And not a common word, obviously, throughout the New Testament. The word godliness is a noun, and it is related to a verb, which means good worship. And I think that's probably some of the basis why Paul uses this word, is because he's really trying to guide the people to proper worship, properly knowing God through Christ. And the mystery of godliness, the mystery of this good and proper worship is Christ. And so you have this Christ hymn here about who Christ is, and that's the mystery of godliness. So godliness is a theme throughout the letter. And what is godliness? Well, it's trying to be as much in line with God as possible, rightly following God. And that's only possible through Christ. And that's role of the church, which is the pillar and foundation of the truth. Paul's wanting them to stick to the truth, the truth of the word of God, the truth of the gospel, in order to rightly follow Christ. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through First Timothy.